swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So if we're alive, you're brave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini. My name is Daniel Negro, and this is the Juventini Tab Back to Black and White podcast, episode number nine. And today we're going to be previewing the Bologna Juventus game. And uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, this is going to be a key piece into how our season essentially restarts. Obviously, this is going to be the first game back for us. Uh, as I'm speaking right now, there's been two games that have been played already that were actually pretty interesting. Obviously, uh, Hellas Verona beat Cagliari 2-1 and uh, Torino and Arma. Parma tied 1-1. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're all getting restarted. There's going to be a lot of games. Uh, but, yeah, no, technically um, speaking, I was able to uh, finally pull someone out of the hat. There's kind of been a little bit of a uh, mix-up of schedule, so this is going to be a little bit early. So if the uh, formation that, I'm, that I talk about is a little bit different, don't hold me to it. It's, uh, no one's really prepped their previews done yet or uh, announced their lineup, so... But without further, or just before we get started, actually, um, if you guys could, uh, you guys have been supporting like crazy. I really appreciate it. The views are racking up, the subs are racking up. Uh, but yeah, if you could always smash the subscribe, drop a like on the video, leave me a comment, guys. Give me a question, whatever you guys want to talk about or hear us speak about. As uh, as Juve fans, is always cool. And um, click the bell for notification. That'll uh, update you when uh, the next video is out. Uh, also, there's iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, those are the main platforms that I'm going to be using. And yeah, it's going to be a busy summer, so keep an eye. They'll be uh, they'll be uh, dropped on there. Um, but then again, without further ado, I have another great Juventino on the podcast, who's I think very pop, well, very well known. We'll say in a certain Discord group. Uh, as well as the WhatsApp group. So, um, Mohammed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, we are both obviously in uh, the uh, great white north. Uh, obviously, you're a couple hours away in uh, in Montreal, correct? That's correct, yeah. Awesome. I know there's a lot of Juventini out of there. There's a lot of a uh, big Italian community, obviously, in Montreal as well. And, um, you know... Obviously, you've you have obviously been in on a on a, a special, I would say, uh, video series with Bonyani, and uh, but obviously you haven't been on a podcast. So, as uh, as is the culture or the custom, I would say, uh, we'd like to know how you became a Juve fan. Sure, it's uh, 
It's a bit of a sad story, but uh, I like to tell it. Uh, so I grew up, I'm, I'm Egyptian, and I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I was born there. I grew up there. I went to French school there, and I had a lot of friends from everywhere. And back in the 90s, I didn't have a club. I was just watching, you know, like everyone right. uh, over there. And then I met a friend who was in love with Del Piero. Uh, he was Malian, and uh, we would watch the games together on Canal Plus, you know, in French and all that. And it was really great. Del Piero and Zidane. I started liking the team, and I was becoming more and more interested. Right. Uh, obviously, we were playing video games as well and all that, so <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, sadly, in, that was in, in 1998. Uh, in 2001, he, he passed away. So oh, that's that, sad to hear. Yeah. He had uh, a, pro, a heart issue, so it was... Uh, it was really tough for me, but then that's it. Like from from that day, Juventus became even much more because it was like our connection, right? Our yeah, special. exactly. You held it close to your heart because you know he introduced you. So yeah, you know, special bond, right? Even though unfortunately he's gone, but yeah. now you live on, right? And yeah, yeah. And ever since I've been watching Juventus, I love Juventus. I went to Torino once. Uh, that was a dream. My favorite player is Del Piero, like without any doubt. Not because he's talented only, but as a person, he's amazing. He never said anything wrong. Uh, everyone loves him, even like, you know, like other players from other teams. Right. He's very well respected. He's great. Like he, for me, he's still the best player in the world. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are Del. A lot of people are in this generation of uh, growing up around Del Piero, right? Like, uh, obviously, there's, you know, everybody's at a different age, right? But yeah. at least I could say I'm part. I would. I'm definitely part of that Del Piero generation, and. Uh, yeah, just it's crazy what he was able to do with obviously the size, obviously his size, and you know, it was a pretty physical game. Uh, and you know, Serie A defenders are no slouches. It's not like La Liga or you know Premier League. These are top defenders, and yeah. they're willing to uh, make some pretty harsh tackles. And you know, unfortunately, you know he had his his injury, which I think you know. Mm -hmm dampered his career in a little bit because the the medical side wasn't necessarily there yet in terms of uh knee injuries right yeah. now nowadays i hear a lot of these players are getting recovering faster stronger um less time off the fields and like it's crazy some of the things that the medical community has been able to do with uh, sports injuries yeah, and it's unfortunate that Del Piero, you know, when he got hurt, it was like right before, I guess, all of these kind of things came out. So, you know, everyone always says what could have been, right? Yeah. What could have been. And uh, but anyways, let's get into uh, Juve. I know it's not as uh, it's not as happy or as as beautiful as it was in Del Piero's time after yeah. uh, 
obviously a draw to uh, Milan that gave us the chance to play in the Coppa Italia final, and then obviously a uh, a loss in PKs against Napoli. Um, I've had a couple podcasts now, and it seems like everyone's kind of been given their opinion on you know how they see the team and what's going wrong. What what do you think, Mohammed? Even if you want to get into tactically or whatever, sure. just the business side, whatever you want, whatever you feel like discussing. Uh, let's hear what you got. What you, what your opinion is on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, what I'm gonna tell you right away what's bothering me a lot is linking up up front. This right. is killing me. Uh, I I watched the Parma Torino game today. Yeah. And I was jealous of Parma. Like they were able, Gervinho was able to get into the box and give a nice pass to Kushka, who scored. I'm like, why can't we just do something yeah. like this? You know, like it's, exactly. I'm I'm surprised. Like and and we were watching those games like uh, late '90s, early 2000s. We were able to do that, do nice link ups, uh, yeah. scoring nice goals, and all that. Right now, there's nothing. Like, I watched the Milan game. I watched the the Napoli game. It's it's like, it's dead up front. Dybala, uh, Douglas Costa, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, each is playing on his own. Uh, I don't see, like, this famous Sari ball where you do, right. like, quick passes and, uh, you know, those triangles and try yep. to open up. There's nothing. I'm I'm really worried about that. Uh, I'm yeah. more worried about that than than actually losing the final. Because like at the end it was fifty fifty, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. We could have won, and it wouldn't have changed anything. No, <laughs> the problem is still there. Yeah, we would have just been lucky enough to get the to score, and they didn't get the score. And I mean that's what Sadi said. You know, that's kind of... I didn't think Napoli played that great either, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely... And something that we kind of were kicking ourselves that we didn't t- talk about in this last podcast with Graham and uh, Roman. Almost a blueprint, it seems like. Now teams are... You know, they've been finding out how to essentially just sit back, clog up the uh, defensive uh, half yep. or the box area. And really, then it looks like... We really have to pull something out of uh, our ass to to some miracle to basically score, and yeah. it doesn't look good because we still have this run. I mean, now it's obviously fine. Whatever we lose the Coppa Italia, we still have some other objectives, right? And we're still in first place. That doesn't change anything losing that cup. But yeah, um, yeah so. How are you liking this four-three-three? Is it? Do you think it's dead? Do you think it just we have to do this because the players we have? Obviously, again, another big thing in the news is now that all these guys, obviously, Kadir is out for the season, and it doesn't look like uh, Sandro is going to be back for about. Some people are saying three weeks. Some people are saying forty-five days. Some people are saying twenty days. So. I, I we'll have to wait and see, right? To make when he comes back, if he heals or whatever the case may be, that's something to look forward to. But as of right now, four three three is it doesn't seem to be doing anything for us, right? No, and but okay, I think if it was Allegri, 
he would have gone back to 352. So and, I talked about that. So that's yeah. a good point. I we definitely brought it up and Roman doesn't think it's possible. So if you do think it's possible, please let me know. That's going to be a good take. I don't I don't think Sari will do it. I he's very stubborn with his time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think he will do it. Uh let's hope he's he's going to be more flexible, but looking at it 4-3-3 or 4-3-1-2 He's still playing the same style. He's still playing the same tactics. Uh, it's it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. He, I think he's going to put the shield. That's that's the. That's going to be all. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look forward to it. Look shibi. forward to it. Yeah. Well, so, see, I'm gonna ha- yeah, I'm gonna have to wait because uh, now I'm in a new whole. I'm in a different work schedule, so I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch the game live, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, hopefully that goes well. <laughs> no, yeah, I know it's uh, it's tough, but uh, the problem again is midfield. I know everyone talked about it. Uh, everyone mentioned it many times. Uh, it's a common knowledge, but no one is is providing anything from the midfield. There is no. This is how bad it is. The only person, the only player that's able to go in the box from the midfield is Kedira. Yeah. So, so that's that's really bad. If if this is the only player who's smart enough to know how to like you know get into the box and find spaces. Whereas when we had uh, Pogba and Vidal, these guys, they were killing it and they were scoring right and left, you know. Here, nothing. They're all passive. Matuidi, he's doing his best, but he's just a warrior that, you know, like he works hard, he runs, he comes back, but he's not technically gifted. Yeah. Uh, and then we only have Ben Pancour, who's really good, but yeah. for me, he's still very young too. We can't rely on him, only on him. Uh, so, and and it's not something new. I mean, we've had that problem for like two, three years. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because, like you said, it, the formations you can only change so much. Yeah. I mean, if Let's say we did go three five two. I think that is. But then another question is more about reinforcements. I think that's what Roman was really touching about uh, with that formation. Is really you only have who you're gonna put. You're gonna play obviously Bonucci, Delict, and you'd have to play Rugani as of right now. Obviously Demiral is is something that we're hoping can come back. Kilini something we're hoping he can come back. But even Kilini, uh, I'm hearing some people talk about July fourth against Torino. Right. So that's still uh, days away, right? Hopefully yeah. sooner than than later. But uh, yeah, and then a lot of people now are talking about Iguain as being. I know some uh, some people were saying. Obviously, there were some media sources saying that uh, he was obviously going to be offloaded. But now, because of the injuries and because of our situation, he's going to be uh, obviously back in the project in a key. So. I'm guessing they're looking to play him on in the, as the number nine role. Is is that kind of the the thought, uh, yeah. Mohammed? Yeah, he's he's our only number nine. 
And I think... Literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and a lot of people mentioned it. We don't have any other number nines. And he's not in shape. He's injured. It's going to take some time for him to get into like match fitness. So this is a huge problem too. Yeah. And I heard Tutus... Well, I believe Tutus Fort was saying that he could be back for Bologna. So I don't know if that's a rush job or what, but... Uh... And I mean, it is Tuto Sport, so yeah. let's take that with a grain of salt. But um, well, what, yeah. I, what I read today is that he, Chiellini and 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 uh, Iguain were training on a personalized uh, schedule. Yeah, because they're still not fit. So I really doubt it. Two days before the game, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, and I think it's more, you, you lose more in terms of trying to rush them back. Like even, oh, I guess Ramsey, I guess, is now available. Or right. it seems like he's now available. Yes. Um, who knows if that's going to be a rush job or not. But um, we'll find out if he hurts himself again. But uh, yeah, so how do you, obviously this is more of a long-term question. But so are you thinking get to that three-five-two kind of style or... How do you see it? Because I know a lot of people, even Al has been talking about this 4-4-2, and I'm like, to me, when I think of a 4-4-2 is what you sit back in when you defend, right? Yeah. Or even a, or even a 4-5-1 if you really want to clog things up. But I don't really necessarily understand, is it, is it just essentially just moving into a 4-3-3 in the attacking? Or what's kind of the attack on a 4-4-2? What does it, it differ, essentially? Like, obviously, using wing play. But is it just something you think Sadi can adapt or not necessarily? That's my no. only concern is I don't know how he would necessarily adapt it using or why it would be any different, right? And 4-4-2, you depend a lot on the wingers, uh, well, on the right and left midfielders to provide crosses. We don't have players to receive the crosses. You saw that against Napoli. We saw crosses going right and left above everyone. No one was there. Reminded uh, me of Allegri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, okay, but this is not the Sari ball. What, what are you guys doing? I mean, yeah. Because obviously, like, they're, they're Napoli, they knew, like, what they had to do. They were just sitting in the back. And because we don't have any other solutions... We just try it from from the side and just cross it, and maybe by luck an own goal or something would happen. Yeah, exactly. Another Kulibali blunder or something. Or maybe uh, they get their brains back and they'll how to know how to make through balls. Like it's just ridiculous. Like yeah. I'm watching the TV, I'm watching the games, and I'm like, okay, distribute the ball. He's open on the left. Push him wide. You know, like. Yeah. And it's just like there's nothing up there. Like I'm seeing Alexandro, he's trying to make a run. Ronaldo just stops for like two seconds, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and then he's and then Alexandro obviously stops because he doesn't want to run offside. Yeah. It's like, and then you'll see it vice versa, like through everyone. Pjanic was standing. It's crazy. I don't know. Like the the one thing, obviously, one the one big point was the blueprint. Everyone kind of knows what we're doing. The second big thing is. There's really nothing that can help us. Like there is, like there's no transfers that are coming in that are helping us. We are mm. stuck with this lineup, and you know, management when they made those decisions at obviously the January window, that's those are key mistakes of obviously not, you know, 
everyone wants to say blame Sari, which is fine, but you can give him his blame. But, you know, at the end of the day, he can only do so much with the midfield he has. And that's just not up to standard. Obviously, he's obviously not up to standard. And I think that's another big question, too, is do you think that Sari is good enough to coach a club like Juventus in general? Because it, it's looking like he's not. It's just you can't blame the guy. Like he's got the skills that he has. He's he's a stubborn he's a stubborn old Italian guy, and just that's how it is, right? Like he doesn't seem like he's gonna change. So that's why I think there's a lot of bad uh, feelings in the air because you know we look like I said we're stuck in one place. We can't do anything. We can't bring additions in, and we got to play these games out. So. Anyways, your thoughts, my friend. Uh, well, let's let's try and uh, go back a bit uh, and try to analyze each coach that we had since right. since we won the first Scudetto. So first, we had Conte, who, in terms of motivation, one of the best. Well, right. it's a two-edged sword. It could be extremely useful or deadly. Yeah, and this is where Inter is kind of like on the edge right now because some players they can't take that much pressure. Right. So you need the the right mentality, the Juven, Juventinita. Uh, you exactly. Know, like, that is the DNA. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the fino alla fine, all that, the fight till the end. Grinta, yeah. The Grinta. This is where Conte came with, and obviously, like with Juventus, it just clicked back then. Plus, when you have players that are not marginally, they're at the kind of fringes yeah. of most other teams. Like, if you look at a lot of the guys we had, we had the Licksteiner, who wasn't necessarily an amazing player, but look how amazing he became. Yeah. became Or Paduin, or different players like that, you know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, right? So, it was almost like he was taking players that were kind of on the bubble or, let's say, good players, and he made them great players. Yeah. So I think that's why Inter is essentially having problems is because you have these like top top rated players and they're not used. And again, we're in this modern football where mm-hmm. you're not necessarily you think you're necess- you think you're bigger. A lot of these guys think they're bigger than the club. And I think that's another thing that's wrong with what's going on at Juve is that's there's no respect. And but anyways, continue on with the Conte era. Yeah. So or, Conte, uh, you know. He had his famous tactic of 4-2-4 that he wanted to implement. But then he discovered that, okay, no, like we have amazing three, three amazing defenders, three yeah. amazing mid, midfields. We need to play those at all costs. We had a somewhat weak uh, attack, but wow. we still won the Scudetto, right? Yeah. Against, against a very strong Milan. The problem with Conte is that in cups, he's not able to win. And why? Because, and I'm talking more about European cups. He also lost like the Italian cups, but let's focus on the European one. There, you're going to go against like masterminds and tactics. Right. That can change the game like that. And you're, if, if you're not fast enough, you're going to get stuck and you're going to lose the game. And this is where he's not able to do that. He can't change 
uh, formation during the game. You right. can't adapt to, to, to the game. And obviously, like, we didn't go far uh, with Conte. I mean, we lost the Europa League. And it was yeah. in, the final was in, in Torino, so... Well, and I think it was what it was the obviously the first year he wouldn't have had Champions League. The yeah. second season, obviously, we lost out against Bayern over two legs, and they were clearly the better team. I think that one you kind of give him a pass because it was the first year back, and you know, that Bayern team was pretty. You know, you look at the attack, we had Matri and Vucinic, right? So it, it is tough, you know what I mean? It's not like necessary, I get, but I get what you I do get what you mean. I mean, when we went into that third year and we get knocked out in the the group, I believe it was, yeah. correct? Yeah. That was the famous uh, the Galata- yeah, Galatasaray game, So, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But anyways, we won't dive into that. Um, but yeah, it's I, I do agree. He is definitely a coach that doesn't seem to be that flexible, I would say. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then you look like... And then obviously he leaves, and we get a guy like Allegri who... He has his own, uh, obviously he's, you could say he's definitely a lot better at manipulating what we need and being, yeah. I would say more of, not a not a pawn, but someone who definitely, you know, listens to what the club has, who they're going to bring, what kind of money we're going to spend, yeah. and then kind of fits what we have into a, a lineup, right? Depending on who's injured and, and whatnot, right? And obviously, putting players where necessarily they're not, not the not natural position is, but uh, definitely, you know, playing Chan at center back was, I think, a pretty smart move. Obviously, being the what the options we had at the time. But anyways, continue. Go on. Let's hear about yeah. Allegri. No, so so Allegri, uh, like you said, Allegri. When when he first came, I was very doubtful. I'm like, okay, I don't like that move. It, Me how too. to lose Conte and get Allegri? This this is insane. But then after like the way he went uh, through it is he didn't change a lot at the beginning. He went right. with the same team, same formation, and slowly started changing things, and it was working. Yep. And. Uh, like you said, he was not complaining. He didn't say, I have like a $10 bill and I'm going to a, uh, an expensive restaurant and all this stuff. You know, all yeah. that drama he didn't do. Uh, he, he also, he's very smart. He's extremely, extremely smart. He can read the game and change it. And, and like one example was the Tottenham game uh, when, we plan, when we played away. First half, it was going zero zero. It wasn't great. Yeah. Second half, he I think he put Dick Steiner and Asamoa. Yep. And exactly. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what's happening? And then you see like a completely different Juventus yep. and Tottenham. They're like, oh whoa, okay, what's happening here? <laughs> and exactly. that's it. Like we won two zero, right? Yep. So this is this is the Allegri part. The problem with Allegri is that he panics. Yeah. And this is why we lost two finals. He's like, okay, we're playing so well, this, that. Okay, guys, now take it easy. We don't want to concede goals. So yeah. let's pull back. And and this then, is where you can't <laughs> win a final with that mentality. Roll the tape. <laughs> exactly. 
So that's yeah. that's the problem of Allegri. And and the reason why, if Allegri had new ideas or was a bit more motivated, he would have stayed because Agnelli loves that guy. Yeah, seemed like it. Yeah. But it was the end of the Allegri era. Like you could see it, you could feel it. He was frustrated. It wasn't the same Allegri like who joined. It was done. No. Yeah. It was definitely a different feel after Cardiff, that's for sure. Yeah. I think he just with 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 two legs, and even if you look at his Milan career, like obviously against uh, I believe it was Barcelona and a handful of other teams, mm-hmm. he always has this mentality. He can't get it right. Yeah, he ha- he has to. Om- he's almost like it's thrown into. He, it's just like a play and see. Like he just goes. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's see how they really. Let's let's find out how they play against us. It's yeah. really strange. I mean, I've n- I don't think I've ever seen a coach this like notably um, have this di- have this difficulty with two leg games. Yeah, where it's so night and day. Where it's <laughs> so it's mediocre at best in the first leg. Yeah, and so good in the second leg. Obviously, he's gotten games right. Like, you look at the Barcelona, uh, ga- the, the what was it? I believe it was 3-0. That game yep. was crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's, that tie was crazy. But yes, he doesn't, I mean, and then there, 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 are, there are other, uh, obviously, ties that he's done uh, pretty well. And, you know, we obviously got to two finals. You have to win some ties to to get there. Um, yeah. Sure. But it just seems like towards the end, while he was doing some great things during those two legs, I find that it was the stubbornness and the defensive mindedness really killed us in a lot of those because we got in huge holes and yeah. that was just way too much. Like no team should be having to come back after losing three nil in 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 your at home yeah. to one of the best teams. Of probably the generation, if you want to, if you really think about it, yeah, like that's just way too hard. And I'm surprised, you know, I'm surprised Real Madrid even sat back as much as they did in that that home their home game, and we did come back. And obviously, they get the penalty, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it was like I just couldn't believe it. But um, but yeah, no, it was definitely like definitely pragmatic approach. Lots of people have been saying it, but. I think a lot of people are assuming that Sari is pragmatic, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he is at all. So that's just why I don't know why we're painting him with this brush that we know he isn't. We've seen him at other clubs, and we definitely know he isn't pragmatic at all. I know that's what we need now, and I guess you know a good coach should be pragmatic, obviously in times of of need and when you don't have the necessarily the right players and stuff like that. But I just don't think that's what we're getting, what we're going to get. And I know it's kind of like, okay, well then where do we go from here? Kind of idea because, you know, we still have to play these games and I guess we'll see how they play out. But um, how do you see, how do you see Like, how would you, if you were the coach right now, if you were Saturday right now, how do you want us lined up? And then we'll get into the, what the actual projected uh, formations are for tomorrow. So knowing who's out, knowing who we have at our disposable, our disposal, excuse me, um, who, how would you line up the squad uh, for t- 
Monday's game. Mohamed. Well, oof. now knowing that Kedira's out, knowing that Ramsey's not... Uh, 100% fit, uh, let's say. Yeah, not. I, I don't even think like 60 minutes fit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, it's it's going to be the same formation as the Milan game without Sandro. Yeah. Um, and, well, up front, you're going to have the classic three. Yep. Uh, in the middle, you're going to have Matuidi, Pjanic, and Bentancur. And in the back, you're going to have the Shilu. You're going to have the Shilu. You're going to have the Shilu. There's uh, no question about that. The only, I think, uh, question mark is, is it going to be Cuadrado or Danilo? And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and who who would you put there? Who do you think? Do you would you like? Did you think uh, Cuadrado did a better job, obviously when he started, or did you like it more of when Danilo started that, and then obviously Cuadrado came on a little bit later in that game? But I, I would put Cuadrado. I was never a fan of Danilo. I never liked the the fact that we signed him. He he's very talented. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't I didn't like that signing either. I agree. He he never he he never showed his worth, you know. Like he played with big teams, Real City, and yep. you know nothing. Okay. He, he, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, man. Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, I was just gonna add. Okay, he was great with I think Porto with Alexandro from the other side. Yeah, and then and then he obviously played with Madrid, right? Yeah. But then, okay, but that was a while back, and when he when put into a big game, a big team. He's, yeah, he's, I don't, okay. he's not the starter, okay. that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's not great. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I def I think I would put Danilo there though. I think he showed promise in that first game, and I kind of want Cuadrado as a like burst of speed in the second half. Like yeah. as a winger, not as a as a right back. I just find we're not getting great use out of our out of, out of our fullbacks. So, really, if you put Cuadrado back there, he's having to go that much further. And I yeah. think honestly, if Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't have a great game, yeah. I see opportunities to really flip that top upside down, like. If it's going to be a third game in a row where he doesn't look good, I would have no problem, sorry, taking him out. Even just to try something like uh, Douglas Costa, Dybala, Cuadrado, or Bernardeschi, or whoever you want to have up in those wing positions, and just let it roll and let it fly. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm seeing where we're going to be getting our, you know, where this advantage is going to come or where this positivity is going to come is basically getting guys on and then throwing in the likes of Ramsey when the second half rolls around and seeing if, if he can add something to it. Yeah. Um, and again, some of the other players we have, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. I believe, uh, let's see what these guys have slated. I know it's a little bit early, so I don't know how accurate these are going to be. I believe they said we're going to play a four, three, one, two, um, again, so let's just go over the injuries. Um, obviously, Kadira is gone for the season. Alexandro, we indefinite amount of time. Giorgio Chiellini with the ACL, some muscle, I believe it's more muscle issues. And then Demiral, again, 
He said he wants to be back in fit uh, training soon, but who knows? Doubtful yeah. players, Iguain and Ramsey. Again, still not sure how uh, that's going to go. But um, And then on the Bologna side, Andreas Olsen has a thigh injury, so he won't be playing. Um, Federico Santander is not going to is suspended. Mattia Bani and Jordi Scoton um, are all suspended. And yeah. the one thing about Santander that's good is uh, he gave us a fit the last game we played. And if it wasn't for Buffon in net in the 90th minute, literally they hit the he hits the post. I brought the crossbar, and then it bounces back to him, and he bicycles it, and Buffon gets a, gets a hand to it, puts it over the bar, and essentially saves the win, being obviously a 2-1 win. I believe it was uh, yeah. Ronaldo and Pjanic who scored in that game. That's correct. Uh, and, yeah, so I guess we won't have to worry about him. Another big player, though, that you know is a former, is an ex, that didn't really... Um, get to play for us is uh, Ricardo Rossellini. And yeah. wouldn't it be nice to have him, obviously, as another winger and kind of one of those players that could really add to what seems like wi- the wingers that are not necessarily doing much. So I just think we need an injection of talent and some different ideas and guys who are creative. And I don't see that happening. And we have a lot of creative players. That's the weird thing. But... For sure. And Orsolini, I think he has like seven goals, yep. five, five assists or something like that. And he's very talented, very young. I I really like him. Uh, he grew a lot at Bologna. Yep. Um, and I'm sur- I was surprised that Juventus just sold him, I think, for what, 15 million? Yeah, it wasn't much. <laughs> And, uh, I think we might have an option on him, I think, no? Or, or well, some, like, option. It's not really in writing, but it's more of a verb, uh, a verbal agreement kind of thing. But Yeah, I think, like, for 20, 25 million, something like that. I think so, yeah. But then Sabatini, it was in January or February, he said, no, he's actually worth, like, 70 million. It's true, we had that agreement, but it was verbal. Yeah. And we would ne- never sell him less than 70 million. Okay, let's... <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to Saputo right now and tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if you can work something out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They are the owners. I forgot about that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, just a prediction. Just a prediction of the eleven right now. Obviously, Chesney and goal. Like yeah. you said, Mattia De Cilio, Bonucci, Delict, Quadrado. They're saying. Um, again, Mir Pjanic, Bentancur, Matuidi. They're for some reason saying Bernardeschi's going to get in there, which I don't really see him being the one in the 4 3 1 2. But I mean, again, check out tomorrow to see what comes out. And who knows? Maybe that'll be a news story. Maybe Sportskita knows something we all don't know. But, anyways, um, Cristiano Ronaldo and obviously Dybala up top. Um, I think it's going to be 4 3 3, like you said. Ronaldo in the center probably to start, and then he'll probably move to the left or something. It doesn't seem like he's very happy It does, from what different reports are coming out saying that he's being told to play central and he wants he doesn't feel that he belongs in that position. Obviously, I convince him. Oh, um, go ahead. Do you want to play central or do you want to play 
on the wing with the Shilio. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Pick. That's <laughs> you true. pick what you want. You don't have Sandro anymore, so we're going to get point. The that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and then just to, ro- to roll out the uh, Bologna predicted 11, obviously Lukas Kurupski is the goaltender, the goalkeeper. Uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu is obviously their right back. Uh, Larangera, Denswil, and Dykes round out the defense pairing. For their central defensive midfielders, they have obviously they're going to play a four-two-three-one. Excuse me, and then they have Gary Medell and Andrea Poli as their two CDMs in the three up top. There, Roberto Soriano, Musa Baro, and Ricardo Orsellini. Yeah. So that's pretty dangerous. Uh, and R- Rodrigo Palacio as the top striker there. So that seems pretty uh, similar. I think what that's they use Germany. Yeah, he's a Merda former, so. We can't let them score or else that's embarrassing for us. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting uh, how uh, how this is going to line up. It's I think right now it's not necessarily make or break, but like I've always been saying in these podcasts, it is pretty uh, important to get off on the right foot, and it doesn't seem like we have. You know, you want to yeah. keep rolling and uh, – it, it, instead of just keeping the wheels moving on the tracks, it almost seems like we're we're stuck on the tracks before we go off the off the uh, the edge where there there are the the tracks have fallen out. So yeah, um, yeah. How do you? What are your kind of the the key the keys to this game? The the key matchups, obviously. I think it's pretty straightforward, but let's hear your opinion on what do you think our key matchup is tomorrow against or excuse me on Monday. To uh, to play uh, Bologna. Well, Bologna, their style is they like to pressure a lot. Uh, they go into like the other, uh, well, the opposing uh, mid, and they pressure from there. They have very young guys, very talented guys, fast, who like to pressure and then steal the ball and and try to score. Right. Uh, they're not great on counters but again we know like against Juventus you never see that because they're always like sitting in the back right yeah uh, sure. and they're not great also on on the wings but again we don't have anyone who's good on the wings so not that we've it, seen lately at least <laughs> yeah exactly so it's gonna be a really tough game uh, for me it's like uh either a draw or like uh we're gonna win by one goal that's exactly it so yeah if you listen to the last podcast with roman and graham um they had uh right before we cut off they wanted to give predictions so uh, i was like a one nil pk 90th minute <laughs> Ronaldo goal. Yeah, exactly. or i think roman said pk but i was like ronaldo goal 90th minute and uh so it was pretty funny but yeah no i think I don't know. I just don't have faith. So hopefully, just the uh, the low expectation, because it seems like I've been just so. Oh, I think a lot of people have been really wrong on their predictions so far. I don't think anyone expected zero, 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 and zero, zero. You yeah. know, uh, I was listening to Al's podcast, and I think it was like five years ago. We haven't had two games with a goal, or longer than that, mm-hmm. uh, or was it 05, I want to say. 
2005 was the last time we had two games in a row with zero uh, with without scoring a goal in either match. So that's yeah. crazy. I mean, especially with this fire, the firepower we have up top, there's no excuses, right? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about uh, something that I think it was Momblano who touched uh, that subject uh, a few hours ago. Yeah. Um, Sari should not lose the locker room. If he does like he did with Chelsea, it's it's going to go really bad uh, this season. Yeah. Extremely bad. And he's not a great motivator. He, he, he wants things done and that's it. Like, just listen to him. Yeah. You know, so just don't argue. And, well... Uh, I'm worried because Pjanic is not motivated at all. He's like zero motivation. He's out of it. Yeah. I think with all the rumors and you know, like the fact that Sari pointed him out, like uh, just before the Copa, saying that okay, he's been uh, doing like a crappy job for like five games. Yeah. And someone at and his he level, doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah, shouldn't be uh, doing that. So that that must have. Like hitting hard, uh, Pjanic, and and there is a problem because like we have no choice but to play Pjanic right now. Yeah, exactly. Because Ramsey's not fit, right? And I think that's the change you make, right? Yeah, is not fit because like you could have played uh, Matuidi, Bentancur, Kadira. See, but even Kadira, I don't. I just his legs, I think, are gone. Oh yeah. I I I think mentally he knows where to make the run. Like he was almost on the end of two balls. By Ronaldo, I believe it was in the Milan game when he came on uh, towards the end. But it's just he doesn't have the legs to get to oh. get to the even when he's in the box. He he made the right run, but it was like he didn't get to two of them, and they were pretty. They would have been pretty good chances, but it's just like that's kind of how how it's gonna be, right? Like yeah. I said, we're on this track and we can't get off. So yeah, but. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, hopefully Ramsey needs to get fit because I wouldn't necessarily mind a Matuidi, Bentancur, Ramsey midfield. I mean, it's not great, but it's not the worst, per se. Uh, Ramsey gets injured too a lot, so... Wow, that's the thing, right? But if, let's say, I mean, knock on... uh, Knock on wood, uh, Douglas Costa hasn't got injured so far yet either. So this is probably the longest streak he's on right now. So let's everyone pray that uh, Douglas Costa stays fit for the rest of these games because it's just the piles seem to the the problems keep to keep piling up. It seems if if that's gonna happen, but um, especially with two players down now, not even starting. I've been reading before uh, we started all that. Everyone was saying, oh, like, you know, uh, Juventus, they have two teams. They're going to win for sure. Like, those five subs is going to benefit Juve a lot. And Doesn't guys, seem like, like it. Look, look, look <laughs> at our team. Like, they're all injured. We have no one. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does not seem like it. You know, like I, I, we, many people have said before on this pod, it's... We got the uh, we got bodies, but we don't necessarily have uh, the depth, if you want to call it that. It's just exactly. more of guys you can throw out there and to say, 
go do whatever you want, Bernadeschi. Make good runs and then almost give up the ball and let them score. But, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. Let's just hope for the best, I guess. Like, we really need to, um, I think, almost will this team on because, like, really, I think the fan. I don't know. And there's not having any fans. Obviously, we're on the road, technically speaking, tomorrow. But not having any fans, I think, is just really... What can they do? There's nothing really pushing them at all. Like even, yeah, it's 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 crazy the predicament we're in, and you know to be this far in this ma- winning this many scudetti in a row, yeah. and being at this level and having to experience this just seems like the plateau that we that I feel we've been on for the past two years is just falling out from under us, and we're just just yeah. dropping. We're at the, we hit the top of the roller coaster. It almost seems like, and now we're t- it's time. Like, it's crazy to have a club of this caliber with the the management decisions that we've that they've made. You know, and you look at the bench, like you said exactly. People are saying, "Oh, the second team could win, would be second place in Serie A if uh, if uh, if they had their own team." And it's like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Maybe maybe not with Sari as coach, but um, yeah, I just I like what it's come down to, and again, it's still early. I don't want to like be the guy who's uh, who jumps the uh, jumps the horse, so to speak. But it's, uh, it's troubling signs. But I think I think there's definitely room for the team. I mean, let's say guys start making runs, right, and players yeah. start you know making good decisions in the the passing. I mean, there's possibility for this all to go away and getting some win. Obviously, getting some wins changes the tune of the the media and also the fans. So that's really what they need to do, right? So, so but anyways, um, we're gonna wrap this one up, and um, you know, guys, uh, let's enjoy that. I know there's gonna be a live stream for anyone who's in the YYZ Bianconeri uh, after the game and. Um, I just want to say, yeah, show up. I think I'm going to make an appearance because obviously I'm out in Calgary, so I don't get to uh, go to the, the events even when they had them uh, before, obviously, COVID. So make an appearance, say hi to the, the crew there, a uh, good bunch of uh, the, I, the the top brass is, uh, is uh, pretty good to uh, get along with, and there's a lot of great members as well. Um, but... Before we go, just the final segment that I've kind of been doing uh, since the beginning. Obviously, some people haven't been to the stadium. Some people have. But, um, Mohamed, let's hear your uh, Allo Stadio moment uh, or a Torino, you know. Let's hear yeah. bring back to nostalgia. Let's leave on, leave on a positive note sure. and uh, keep our smiles on our faces. Yeah, definitely. It was... Uh... In 2009, I was doing my master's back then. Uh, my father went to a conference in Milan. Okay. And I was in Montreal, and he's like, do you want to come? Like, uh, we're going to have know. a hotel and stuff like that. A hotel room. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. And uh, we went. Uh, I was super excited. Uh, <laughs> and... and I just learned Italian because, you know, like um, during my master's, I was trying to follow Juventus, but uh, we didn't, Twitter was 
not right. there yet, right? So exactly. <laughs> we only had, I think, Football Italia or something like that, and that's it. Like, uh, but I tried to read Tutto Juve and all the stuff, and I could understand. So I said, okay, I'm gonna learn Italian, awesome. and I took some courses, and uh, and off we go. I went to uh, Milan first. Um, I didn't like the city. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, took the train uh, with my father, went to Torino. Uh, we went there, we asked around, okay, so uh, where's the stadium and this and that. Fine, let's go. We bought tickets um, and it was Juve Bologna and Del Piero was playing. I was like... What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I think we won 4-1 or 4-2, something like that. I, I can't remember exactly. But Del Piero scored uh, two goals and Jovinko scored one. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, I was jumping. It was crazy. I loved it. So how was how was the Olympico? Because obviously it was a lot different than... It technically wasn't necessarily our stadium, right? Because yeah. of... Uh... You know various reasons and if you look back why we moved but um so yeah how was the atmosphere was the i mean obviously we look at our stadium now and it's so magnificent right even when i went you know i heard um you know roman was starting to say when you walk into that stadium yeah and you kind of see the the window of where the uh the the row or obviously when you walk into where the seats are it's Pretty, it's pretty spectacular view, right? So, obviously, there has been a lot of talk though about the Curva Sud, right, and yeah. their involvement. And you know, how was it in the Olympico it compared was, to obviously today? So, um, it wasn't packed, although Olympico is like twenty-five, I think, thousand. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't packed. Okay, back then. Juventus was not doing great at all. I think exactly. we finished seventh that season. Those are the rough years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I was still surprised. You had the, the Curva Sud. They didn't stop cheering all the time. I was not in the Curva. Uh, yeah. But I was surprised that, like, other than the Curva, everywhere else is quiet. And I was not happy about it. I was actually like jumping and trying to follow the curva and yeah. stuff. Like that. And people were looking at me like weird and like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird in that other the other sectors because I noticed the same thing. Uh, obviously, the two ends were more vocal than they were because it was it was four years ago when I went for the first time, mm-hmm. um, the only time. But yeah, definitely was noisy. I mean, definitely a lot different from what you hear on TV, uh, even, let's say, the end of last year. Yeah. Um, barring, really, the Atletico game, it's been kind of a, kind of a library, if you want to say. Um, but, which, I hopefully, the, I know a lot of people have talked about, but hopefully the club rectifies that. Um, I don't know if they will, just because of, you know what has what has happened, and you know the club becoming a brand and people's yeah. different opinion on that. But um, yeah, so was it more of just like a weekend then uh, in in yeah. Turin? Yeah. So um, I went there. Uh, I think three days. 
so we went to watch the game and then we went back to Milan. Uh, the next day, Inter was playing against Fiorentina. Oh, so you went like, to... Okay, I'm not going to go. My father's like, come on, like we're here. Let's go see San Siro and all that. And yeah. Fine, let's go. And Ibrahimovic was playing. I was like insulting him and all this stuff. And, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, but my father was like, shut up or we're going to go because like, we're surrounded by Inter fans. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful in Italy, yeah. guys, that's for sure. But I saw like a couple of uh, Fiorentina fans. Uh, they were, they didn't care. They were just in the middle of the Inter fans and they were like just, you know, uh, cheering and yelling and all this stuff. And they were girls too. So it was great. I loved it. But again, uh, Inter won, I think it was uh, Ibrahimovic, he scored a free kick and uh, Balotelli scored too. He, Balotelli was still like new, Yeah, was, I think 19 or something like that. And is that kind of like the, how, how have you been back since then or? No, well what I did is uh, after that, I think on Monday I went back by myself to Torino, and I started going around. I went to the Egyptian museum, obviously. I was I was gonna ask you. That was the next thing I was gonna ask you. How, well, to, how was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love I love sightseeing, so I really liked a lot, like uh, Torino compared with Milan. Milan, I found that okay, you have Il Duomo there, you have a castle. Yep. And that's it. Like the rest is all about like being fancy and all like business and stuff like that. And exactly. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. There's a lot more. Pe- there's a lot more people there too. Yeah. I find it's way more packed, and that's what I found that was nice about Torino. Is even though there was there there are a lot of tourists that go there, but it was uh, it was definitely definitely nice to walk around, and there was no real lines to get into anything either. So, but yeah, no that that Egyptian museum is unbelievable i obviously i've never been to egypt or i think this i think the other one the next biggest one is in london i believe yeah i don't know if that's correct or not um but um yeah it was spectacular i love history right i love the romans i love you know even the greek history the egyptian history it's awesome to see that kind of stuff because where i'm from in calgary the our history is about a hundred years. So. <laughs> well, I After mean, obviously, Calgary. obviously, obviously, I'm Italian, but like this city's history is about a hundred years. So I, I, I usually make, I usually make fun of ourselves and be like, yeah, we don't really have any history here. They, they try and stop things from being uh, torn down, and it's like just make it modern, guys. Like <laughs> we got cowboys, we got farms, yeah. like. Just make it all new. We got no history here. You have great stakes. We got great stakes, guys. If you guys ever come down, we'll show definitely show you around. If you're ever in Calgary, send me a DM. But uh, yeah, and then so you haven't been back to Torino ever since that that trip, no. or no, I yeah, have. I know a lot of people have been looking obviously this year to go, but uh, a lot <laughs> of people have been talking to have been like. Yeah, I wanted to go this year for my first time or my second time or to go see the Champions League. And it's just so unfortunate. But uh, no, that was an um, uh, unbelievable story. Uh, You know, you get to go see, you know, as the first time, right? It's Oh, yeah. 
it's seeing so that new. era for me and Buffon. Like I remember, I was Buffon was like uh, just you know hanging out there waiting for the ball to come, and I was yelling GG, yeah. and I think I have a video of it, but I need to find. And he's like, you know, he started like waving, yeah. like what's up and all that stuff. So oh, I got yeah, excited. He's yeah, that that was amazing. I loved it. And the best part was me walking around in Milan with Del Piero, Juventus shirt with Del Piero yeah. on it. And then asking around where I could buy more uh, Juventus stuff and people were not very happy about it. I don't think they had the store back then, did they? No. In no, Milan no. yet? No, yeah. Because no, I, I have... had one in Turin. I have been to that one in Milan as well. It's a little bit smaller, but uh, yeah, it's a newer, I think. I think it's only a few years old, I think. Yeah. But, or, well, maybe, no, it's actually long, maybe four or five years now. Time flies. I just remembered how long ago it's been <laughs> since uh, I've been to Torino. Um, but, yeah, no, some people say be careful. I've n- I never had a problem, though. Yeah. Uh, some people say, I know Maurizio's like, well, be careful, even in Torino, because obviously the Torino okay. fans, right? But um, yeah. I've never had a problem. I don't know. I think it's just make sure you're in the decent areas and... <laughs> I think people are pretty nice, and yeah, for sure. when they see uh, when they see fans, I think it's uh, even for some people that live there are surprised. So many people come from all over the place. You know, uh, yeah. it's great to see and great memories and great bonds, obviously, with the the groups that are obviously here now. Uh, for me, that's what what the nice part of being able to go there was, you know, meeting all these other fans from around the world, Indonesia, Estonia, yeah. Cyprus. So it was pretty cool. And that's why I can't wait to go back and, you know, maybe schedule some kind of trip for all these fans, you know, something with all these different creators and obviously anyone else who wants to go, that would be really, really a lot of fun. But we got to get back to normal yeah. first. But um yeah. Yeah, so I appreciate you coming on, Mohammed, on the short notice. Really helped me out. Um, and it's it's actually, I was laughing because it's quite funny that the first game you went to was a Bologna game, and obviously we're pre- previewing the Bologna game. So it's, exactly. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just works. It works yeah. out. But um, just some closing remarks, guys, as always, um, at Juventinita, D-A-L. Um, that's Twitter on that's Instagram, obviously on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify. Again, smash the like, subscribe, leave ratings, leave comments. That always helps me out. Um, obviously if you haven't joined the discord group, it's in the com, uh, the description. If you haven't joined the WhatsApp group, it's in the description. Make sure to check those out. Some great fans in there. Obviously a lot of them that I've come on and I, I thank them again um for for doing so it helped me out help me out a lot we heard some great stories so far um we're hoping hoping to see more great stories uh obviously after this and uh albert is going to be joining me finally uh we're going to get it worked out to do the post game so that's going to be awesome that's going to be fun um and yeah just stay tuned to twitter i'll have this posted on there which i usually do and it'll have all the links so it should be easy for you guys or I'll hit the WhatsApp group in the Discord. So, you know, uh, yeah, we'll have another great UV fan on. Stay tuned. And as always, Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao. Thanks.